0: Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. So before we hop into the podcast, I just want to give a little inside scoop. I am so incredibly excited for you to hear really the raw truth from the outside perspective, but someone who has been on the inside from even before the moment Jonathan passed, which is our beloved and incredible Nanny Lolo. And she is so much more than a nanny. She is our family, and so is her husband, Chris. And you get an inside peek at basically what this looked like from the outside perspective of someone who observed and and lived within a family's trauma and grief. And while we paint a very, very brutally honest picture of what this has looked like for me and the kids, as well as what Lola witnessed, I want you to know that everything she witnessed is absolutely normal. And I would say the one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is for anyone who's going through something traumatic, or anyone who is going through grief, or anyone who feels grief, even as a brand new parent, what we speak on and and what this looked like is absolutely normal. And I knew that the whole time, like I knew exactly how I felt. And I was like, this is just this is where I'm at. And this is exactly how I feel. And this is okay to feel this way. And I want you to have that lens of knowing that I am sharing this with you. And we went deep and and down into the nitty gritty so that you can really get a realistic view an idea of how okay it is to fall apart, how okay it is to feel chaotic in the midst of, trauma and grief. And if you know anyone who is also in the midst of that, please send this to them and let them know they are not alone and it is okay to struggle. And so with that, I cannot wait for you to get to know our beloved Lolo. And I hope you enjoy. And thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast today i have a very special person here and that is lolo who is our incredible beloved nanny however i have used many other terms for her such as my partner in crime and we are very much i've even said we're we're married and like we're doing this together i've called her mary poppins many times and that's because lolo has been a huge part of our lives and been a part of our lives since before Jonathan passed as well as now up until this day. And I talk every now and then about my grief and my grief story and everything that's happened. But I thought that it would be a really awesome and beautiful conversation just to talk about how this has been from Lolo's side of things because I talk about her. I literally say her name so often and she's one heck of a woman and I couldn't have done any of this the last few years without her. And so I have, we have not planned any of this. I don't know any of her answers. There will probably be tears, but I wanted to share this piece with you because I felt that it's a really important lens to see what this has looked like from the outside looking in, but yet totally on the inside at the same time. I feel that Lolo, you have very much, you've you've been through this just as much as I have, and um, we've hands down done this together. So, with that, Lolo, I would like for you to introduce yourself, okay. say hello, and tell everyone about you. Okay. So I
1: am Laura, or otherwise known as Lolo. Um, two very special people. They get to call me Lolo. Um, let's see. I have been married for 30 years and have two grown children. My youngest, Hannah, is about to have our 1st grand baby any day now. I'm so excited. Um, but I do have a background in preschool education. I taught preschool for many years and then helped families kind of in transition, which I think is really interesting considering the past three years. And everything I did before with individual families was connections with students that I taught or different things like that. And they were going through hard, really hard circumstances in life. And so when we moved here in 2020 from Waco, Texas, and when I was trying to just figure out what I wanted to do, of course, it was right during the pandemic, I was like, everything goes back to, I love being around children and helping them. And then when we talked the first time, I was like, this is who... I need to be with. And so, um, it's been an interesting journey, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, that's kind of where I am, where my background's been.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I remember, (sighs) okay. So
0: I had two nannies before you. Mm -hmm. One was fantastic. And she went back to school and it was the first nanny I'd ever had right through the pandemic. And I was like, if you get sick, I'm getting sick. And so we're going to like, you're going to have to move in and we'll take care of each other. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And then she stepped away to go back to school. And then she helped me find someone who was interim. And when I found the Dawn dish soap used as a bubble bath, I was like, (laughs) okay, I was like, ha, that's, that's not going to work. And I totally thought it was Charlie. I was like, okay, Charlie, did you Cause Charlie would totally do something like inventive Charlie to be like, all right, let's do this for a bubble bath. And he was like, no, she went downstairs and got him. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's not going to work. And I'll never forget when you came over, I was just so blunt and honest mm-hmm. with you. And Jonathan and I were separated and in the midst of that portion and that we didn't end up getting divorced, but that portion of our lives. And, um, I could, I could tell that you were going to give them the nurturing Mm -hmm. and love that they needed through really hard years of their lives. And I don't know what it looked like for you walking into (laughs) our our shit show, but somehow you said yes. How long were you with us before John passed? Everything blurs for me. I
1: think it was either June or July um, so okay. that would be what eight or nine months nine no mm-hmm. depends, yeah, on so you were somewhere around there, not quite a year, quite a year.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, but you were integrated enough it was it was everything was very so lucky, like so grateful, and like everything was meant to be. I think moving through that period, even you know the kids were going through transitions mm-hmm. and figuring out how to go from John's house to. Um, Mine And even with John being gone for periods of time and, you know, I was so open with you and kind of integrating Jonathan back in Mm -hmm. once he got home from the hospital and getting help for himself. I kind of think we were in a rhythm, but I also, I mean, tell me if you agree. I would say that you were very aware of how, like that things weren't, weren't great. Yes,
1: I was very aware. Um, and I think, I think from my own story, like with my own children, I have one that has some similar issues to being dysregulated. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I don't, I think without knowing it, I probably was more gravitated and saw their needs to what they needed because Mm -hmm. they were going, it was hard. It was hard. I mean, we had Mm -hmm. the pandemic, uh, their parents were no longer together. Daddy wasn't living at home. Um, they didn't didn't see daddy much much, and it was Mm -hmm. hard. And I just saw, I just saw two little boys who needed a little extra TLC for a little while. And, Mm, you know, before Jonathan passed away, I think it was like, they were kind of maybe getting a little, a little into a rhythm, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we were were, starting to figure it out. I think like. You and I had kind of come to like a rhythm too, and it was mm-hmm. you know, I could very much see a woman who was now I would say dysregulated, you know, and mm-hmm. everything was falling apart at the big be- you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning and you were just trying to get yep. everything back to normal. And I don't know if you remember saying this, but right around the beginning when I started with you guys, you said, I want this to be a summer that they remember is fun or like, you know, I want them to have a great summer. And of course it was like, Mm -hmm. everything was shut down. So I was like, okay, I'm going to find everything I can to make this a fun summer, you know, so that they remember some fun times, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but it was really sweet moments. Like whether it was a picnic at the pond and we were feeding ducks or, you know, (laughs) know, whatever it was. Um, Mm -hmm. and I would just love on them the best I could. And, look for what they needed at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know like during the beginning of the divorce process, when you guys were kind of going through and hashing that out, I mean, it was, it was hard. It was hard for you. It was hard for me to watch. It was hard for me to watch you go through it. Um, Mm Yeah. So.
0: I I definitely Mm -hmm. can feel on my end that things look much different now than they did Uh three years ago. Oh, Definitely. Um, but yeah, I, and I've, I've said this to you before in a sense, it was, I gravitated towards your energy so much because there was such a trust of like, I know the boys are going to get the love that they need through this transition within their lives. Like there was such, and there still is like such a, I know they're loved and it allowed me to be able to. Pull the pieces back together to get to this point of getting everything situated. And there wasn't as much on my plate um, as there was when Jonathan passed. And when I got the call, I, of course, was very much in shock. I was like, I, What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I was like, Okay, he's supposed to pick up the kiddos from school. And I, I, I don't know if I said nine one one or emergency or what mm-hmm. I said.
1: Um, you did. I you said nine one one. Kids from school. Can you get them from school? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they stayed over that night, um, but I didn't tell you until mm-hmm. after they went to bed because I knew that that would be a lot to digest mm-hmm. for you. But it was. It's very interesting. You've shared that. Even Charlie
1: had a sense that he knew something was wrong. I will forever believe that whether, I mean, his brain didn't know what was going on, but his body did like his reaction almost immediately was something is very wrong. And he even, he said that Mm -hmm. a couple of times, like something is very wrong. And Mm -hmm. I am very glad that I didn't know 100% for sure until after they had gone to bed, because I was like, I really don't know. And, um, you know, I always maintain to him I, to both of them I don't lie to you, I always tell you the truth you know what I can tell and mm-hmm. um, so I was really glad that I didn't know but i I think I, I did know I just was mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be true I wanted it to be you know something else but God, that was mm-hmm. for I mean, for me and for my husband Chris that was a hard, hard day. Mm-hmm. So just watching them, seeing it, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. And I knew, I knew it would, like, that's not easy information. Mm -hmm. And you did have a phenomenal summer. Like, the boys had a fantastic summer, and you were at the point where you had bonded with them, and Chris, Mm -hmm. at that point, knew them really well. And they had spent, you know, lots of hours over there with him, and I knew it. I I didn't even want to put you in the position to where you had to say something mm-hmm. or like you had to come up with some response. Um, I just wanted to be able to give you the time and space, which is not much because they wake uh-huh. up at <laughs> the time and space you needed. Um, while I was doing the same to let that information soak in mm-hmm. for you. And then my mom drove in, my sister flew in and, it was the five of us mm-hmm. my mom my sister me you and chris and i don't know how that was for you or what that put on you but and chris but i just wanted i wanted my yeah. people there and you are you and chris are the children's you know people and i'm so grateful for you being there because we kind of, I, we kind of tag teamed mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. like you saw Eli, and of course, I knew Charlie would have a reaction, and we were i mean like I've said we have done this side yeah. process, Hayden you were able to support I, I'm not two mm-hmm. people, right so you were able to support Eli and his reaction to the news, and I was able to support mm-hmm. Charlie through the news and. <sighs>
1: Another day, we'll never no, forget. I, I don't right? know if we ever talked about that morning, but it was, I mean, you know, the next day when we were bringing to bring them over in the afternoon, and I just remember thinking, and I'll cry, this is their last moments of innocence, and I have the privilege to be with them and to love them. And so really, like, the whole, like, night before, even though I didn't know, it was, like, lots of extra snuggles and,
0: um, you know, just...
1: I don't know, looking for anything that would be a sign of what do they need? Like, what do they need right now? And I remember very clearly, like, on the way, thinking thinking this is it. Like, this is their last couple minutes of really innocence. And it, like, broke my heart in so many different ways. But I was just like, okay, you got to buck up because this is what they need in this moment and they need somebody who loves Mm -hmm. them just to love on them for, you know, and then when, when they know their whole world is going to fall apart. So it was, it was hard. I will say that was probably one of the hardest things. I mean, that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life is, Mm -hmm. but and that's just being like a caretaker, that's not being their mom. So I, you know, just, it was hard. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But you, that's why you mean so much to us because you have loved them as your own and I can see that. And even you, I mean, you weren't even with us Mm -hmm. for a year and that's why I wanted you there. I just felt that and they felt that and they had and still have this safety with you um, (laughs) (laughs) to the point where Charlie's a little Uh perturbed. That there's a grandbaby coming. It's so uh-huh. interesting. That's funny. It's so interesting. Um, he will get through that. <laughs> but yeah, it I just how interesting yeah. to hear that from your lens of like you really did spend their last hours mm-hmm. and days of mm-hmm. innocence yeah. with them. And that time you allowed me to be able to pull myself Mm -hmm. together enough, not a lot, but enough to, like you said, Uh buck up. Like that's not a conversation you ever want to have to have. You never want to have to say you I'm sure never have to witness. Like that's not, and, and, and information received. Like that is a moment that none of us will ever forget. Um, but, the beautiful, the silver lining in that day was the boys. I mean, I introduced them to NSYNC because why not? And they loved all of the the NSYNC songs. And, you know, we spent some time. I don't remember how long, an hour, maybe two hours, um, moving through everything. And then they wanted to watch an NSYNC song and they danced on the coffee table. And it was like, there's their innocence Mm -hmm. for a moment. Like they got to be kids again, just for a moment. And I recorded it and it was like, holy shit, we're going to be okay. Like we're going to be okay. And I, I'll say it over and over. I mean, I don't know if we would be where we are today without you and like huge decisions and even small (laughs) decisions. Um, I I have come to you and, and asked you and you have been my partner mm-hmm. in crime through like, okay, this is what's going on. What do we do? How do we do this? And you have helped in more ways than just the kids helping with <laughs> making sure that, you know, all of the tasks that are now on my shoulders, making sure the bills yeah. are paid and <laughs> that we have homeowners insurance <laughs> and Lolo's really great about making sure that I go uh-huh. to the doctor and like you have cared for us in every sense of the word and you came into our life at the right time. And I'm. it's so, I remember you saying when I think it was even on your profile that I saw, or maybe it was on the first time that we spoke on the phone, you were like, I don't need Mm -hmm. to do this. I want to do this. And it's not about just being a nanny. It's about finding the right family. Mm And I was like, okay, well, come on over. Hopefully, we're the right family. Oh gosh, we have to be the right family. I hope we're the right family. Like, we're struggling. Does that mean we're the right family? Like, how? You know, probably. You know, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but thank goodness, thank goodness, thank goodness, Um, because you've you've meant the world to all three of us, and. And my mom and, you know, like my mom's like, oh, oh, like, I mean, she, she'll sing your praises like, like over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, um, and it's true because I don't have family here in the city and you and Chris have shown up for the kids in a way that a lot of my family has not. And you've seen a lot of that too you, you know, and I have talked about it and expressed, and you've even helped validate that for me of like, no, Brooke, this Mm -hmm. is not how it should be. And that has been crucial in my own healing of like, thank you for letting me know that maybe this should look different. Maybe this should be different. Maybe I should have more support and family. And that just wasn't my story, but Mm -hmm. not having that, I've always said, but I do have Lolo and Chris. Like, I've always said that, like, but I, that's like, they're my family. That's who I have. I mean, Chris is, shoot, we got to do podcasts (laughs) with Chris. I mean, Chris has shown up in so many ways and he stepped into this role of just a, like masculine energy or just a role model or a male figure when I didn't even ask. I mean, I I wasn't like, Hey, can, can you do this? And he just kind of Mm -hmm. stepped in.
1: Yeah. I don't know if we were talking about this, but at one point, Chris and I had a very intentional conversation and we made a decision that we were going to do whatever it took to support you and the boys. And I, you know, I told him, I said, the boys are probably always going to be like my number one priority in this situation because that's what I'm here to do. But Brooke needs help. Like this is, this is a lot. I've known other families who have gone through loss like this as well, but there was definitely more of a community and family presence. And so we just, we were very intentional and he said, okay, for a while, I think he kind of like held back because he was like, he didn't want to be weird about it or anything. And I was like, no, they, the boys need a man around. Um, They need, they need that. And I was like, and Brooke needs somebody who can just come do a task or, you know, be the muscle if something needs to be done. And, it was a decision that we made together. That if we were going to do it, we were going to go all in the best that we could. And I hope that we've done well enough for you know everything that we could do. Um, but it was a decision that we made together, and it was something that became very important to both of us. You know, Chris has even said, "Am I going to yeah, see these I... kids grow up?" And I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> you,
0: know, "You know, oh yes." You're, I, yeah. I, I tell you, you're a lifer. <laughs> You're like, Brooke, they'll be fine with home. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're a lifer. Like you're staying forever. (laughs) And yes, you guys will be in our lives forever. I mean, y'all are family. And I mean, Chris has taken Charlie out to the lease and tossed balls with Eli and helped teach him how to hit the ball. And that's something that no one else is doing. And it's... And he's, you're right. He has come over and, and helped in many ways, drill things into the wall and, you know, and, and build my table in the back. And like, he has absolutely, and played with the kids and, and, you know, toss them around in the pool. And like, he's, he's done an amazing job and far, like you've done more than your fair share of, of supporting us. And, um, it hasn't, I mean, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed. Every now and then, every now and then you'll have a conversation with me and you'll be like, you'll, you'll help remind me like, I love you, but these aren't actually (laughs) normal things that that (laughs) nannies do. Like Charlie had, Charlie's Uh allergic to peanuts and Lolo went and got him retested to make sure and just kind of see where his levels were and like severe reactions Uh to needles and scratch tests and all this stuff. And Lolo looked at me and she was like, yeah, like, I yeah. mean, you oh tell the story. God. What did your other nanny friends tell you? <laughs> <They're>
1: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you that you don't need to. Some of this stuff is way like is way above like, nanny status, and it'd be like, I know, but
0: but some of them like, told you you. They were yeah. like, I'd be yeah. gone. Yeah.
1: Yes, I have heard that before, um, but I, <laughs> I, I. It's different because, and I, I don't want to cry. Like I love them. Um, and mm-hmm. I had, like, the we were I was talking about something. Oh, and I said, like, oh, my boys. They're like, you don't have boys. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I've got my boys this weekend or whatever. You know, I've got to do something mm-hmm. with my boys. And they were like, you are way in over your head. <laughs> Like, you are, <laughs> you are, you know. And I was like, I know. But when I like, drank the Kool-Aid. Like, but we <laughs> don't go through what we've been through without – I don't, I don't think, me personally, I don't think you can go through something like that and not, I'm not sure, like form that bond or have that type of love and heart. And at least for me personally, like I can't, I don't know, I can't go without doing what I can to love and nurture them. So does that make sense or am I?
0: It does, but I, I think that's where. You might not realize like many many would have just been like, "This is too much, like I can't, and I think that's what makes you mm-hmm. such an extraordinary human is like you're you're saying like for me personally that's just not like I just couldn't do that and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you you did you made a choice, and I'm forever grateful for that choice, and it is I would probably say not the norm like not <laughs> You got a lot more <laughs> than you bargained for. Like you did, you did. Well, really, it's
1: definitely been a wild Ooh. ride, that's for sure.
0: Oh um, my gosh! And there were a few it?
1: times that were just like, I don't know if I can do this because it was so like, I'm sure. Uh, I guess out of control in some ways, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can, if I can do this. But um, yeah, that's ultimately, that's it goes true. back. Maybe I'm just stubborn and. I'm like, I will not give up. Like I am going to see them through this. Like Mm -hmm. I just will. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. So I have some questions for you. What do you think if you could sum it up for yourself? Like what do you think this has been like for you moving through this type of trauma Mm -hmm. tragedy as well as like for you as well as uh, witnessing and observing this for the boys how has this impacted you
1: you know it it has really left a mark i think which i f- maybe sometimes think is a little odd because i didn't i didn't really know jonathan i only met him a few times but seeing the loss and the void and really the chaos it brought i'm not sure like what it's done or what the overall theme is, except for, I think I've probably self-doubted myself that I could make a difference or um, really be impactful in a way. Mm. And I see how just showing up to love and to be consistent and really Mm -hmm. being present has made a difference. Um, I know we kind of joke about Mm. it, but I... I agree with you. I don't know where you would be if you didn't have, not necessarily me, but if you didn't have that consistent support for the boys. Because you can't go, you can't tackle it for yourself if 1,000% of you is dedicated to taking care of the boys' needs. Or, you know, So I'm not sure that you would have been able to get yourself to the point you are now without that mm-hmm. support just tell it, you know, I
0: agree. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. And I, for me, I know that I was so incredibly busy, stretched thin in terms of trying to take care of myself, trying to grieve and mourn, trying to show up for the kids, building the business, like all the different things. I for sure, like I know in my brain, like I did not get to be able to say as much in terms of, like, this is really making, making an impact. Like, this is really, like, thank you, thank you. Like, there were moments where, like, I was so outside of my own self to be able to kind of, like, tune in. And I I believe it's almost because of the trust I had within you of, like, it was just, I knew it was just, that's just who you were. And there's moments of guilt on my end that I wish I had shown you more, just a simple, like, just a reminder of like, I cannot thank yeah. you. Like, I, I, I need you to know this matters. Like, I need you to know I see it. Like, because I did see it. And internally in my brain, I was thinking all the things to myself, but, um, yeah, I, I'm very happy too, that you're saying that there is a difference between <laughs> the start, the beginning to now. Oh, like, like yeah. thank goodness, right? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh. So what do you think, or in your opinion, what has it been like to support me, not just the boys, but support me? Because there's yeah. many moments where you've <laughs> had to support
1: me. Um, it's been interesting um, because I feel like, you know, it was hard for me in some of it. I, and you finally one time said, I don't know, do whatever needs to be done or just, you know, cause it was mm-hmm. oh, like, I didn't sometimes I was unsure if I was crossing a boundary mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. if I was being too motherly, almost like you're a grown woman, but there would be times where I'd be like, okay, no, we need to, you've got to, you got to take care of this. And have you eaten today? Like, you know, you know, like <laughs> just, Things like that, because it, there were points where I could see that you were really, really struggling just in keeping up everyday, uh, What's I don't know the word I'm looking for, um, tasks. Yeah. Task, like everyday, everyday, everyday life. life. Like, like just, yeah. The basic, simple things were not getting done. Mm-hmm. And so it's been interesting because I did have to kind of push myself to be like, okay, I'm going to have to say something. And there were times where I'd be like, oh, I need to say something. And I'd be like, oh, maybe it'll work itself out. You know, I'm pretty uh, passive most of the time. And mm-hmm. so for me, it was like, okay, I got to be a little, what I would perceive as aggressive, even though it's not anywhere near aggressive, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. and make sure that she's eaten, make sure that, she's like you said, gone to the doctor when you need to go to the doctor or, um, just being Mm -hmm. present, like to make sure and being aware. I think I had to really step back and say, okay, I need to pay attention to make sure that those simple tasks and things are being done and make sure Mm -hmm. that she's taking enough care of herself that she doesn't, uh, totally lose it or, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was a lot to, it was a lot to keep together. And I, I didn't even realize mm-hmm. how much it was because it was right. just my life. Right. Like I I didn't know any different. And so it was like, you just have to keep going, Brooke. Like, but when you are plagued with so much grief, but it mm-hmm. was such complicated grief for me because Jonathan and I were separated and we were getting a divorce and, his family very much Mm -hmm. had opinions on this. And it was like, I had to find myself enough to be like, no, like this is my story. Like, it's okay for me to even be struggling. Like, it's okay for me to have all this and feel all this. And who, that first year was a freaking. that was, that was, that was, that was some interesting stuff. I mean, I literally didn't even remember to, to feed the dogs for like the first year. Oh, I'm not kidding. Like, like (laughs) It it, it did like, I know, you know, (laughs) like it didn't register, but that's because Jonathan Mm -hmm. was the one who fed the dogs and I didn't, I still like, I, come on, like I'm getting better (laughs) about getting the mail every now and then, but like Lolo, like Mm -hmm. Lolo has helped me get the mail. And like, there are things that just weren't on my radar for one reason or another, either I was, you know, focusing on something else or attempting to try and have Mm -hmm. some presence time with the kids or my brain was in serious grief mode and I was moving through a lot of different emotions for myself and trying to make sense of it. And yeah, we definitely for sure had those conversations where I was like, it's okay. Like you can say the thing or like, it's okay. Like I even remember telling my mom, like when I was planning my wedding with Jonathan, she kept asking me all these questions and I was like, mom, I don't care. If I tell you, I don't care. That means I really don't care. So just pick it. Like, just like, just do it. Like I will not, like, I will not, I won't get upset later. Like just do it. And you and I, for sure, we didn't do a dance, but we had to kind of find our groove in terms of like, I promise you it's okay. Just like, like go at it. (laughs) Just like, 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 like do the thing. Like, we're good. Like, I'm so appreciative that anyone's helping. Like, just step on in. Like, like, yes, 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 yes. Hands down. Okay. So from your perspective, do you have a low between like the boys and like, through all of this, like, is there a moment where you're like, that was when shit really hit. like, that was the worst. You don't have to have a filter. Just
1: go at it. Well, I feel like they're kind of, it's kind of like several maybe like, because there was <laughs> like a time, like before Jonathan passed away, like during the separation stages or, you know, divorce stages where, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, there was some serious chaos going on. Um it was, it was it was hard, and it was I was like I don't think she realizes that this is chaotic, but it's it's chaotic, you know <laughs> um but then I feel like you had kind of like were coming back and then he passed away and mm-hmm. i I would say probably I don't have like a specific date or anything, but probably like nine to twelve months in um because at mm-hmm. first you were just. Wh- the Like the boys, like it was just like, uh, you know, the boys, like it was just all over the place. It was all over, the, yeah. all over the place. Like, and that's survival and, mode, ladies and you know, gentlemen, I try, not, I try not to swear a lot, but it was batshit crazy. It was just <laughs> crazy time sometimes. And I would walk in the door at night sometime and Chris, oh sure. boy, like, here, let me fix you a martini. Like, you know, <laughs> be like, okay. Um, I don't really have, I think there was a time where, and it was anger. I think anger was probably one of your, like your lowest. I think that was Mm -hmm. the lowest stage from my perspective. I'm sure there's a lot that I didn't see, but um, the anger, Mm -hmm. the anger stage I think was probably the worst. It was hard. Mm -hmm. That
0: was hands down the worst for me. Like I've never felt anger like that in my life. And it was coming at me from so many different angles because I was mourning the loss of my husband. I was so angry that I was doing it alone. I was so angry that I had zero family support coming and supporting me and doing all the things. I was so angry that I had just gone through this horrific experience of a, a a possible attempted divorce. And like, that was trauma in itself. And I was so angry the way that his family was treating me. Like there was just Mm -hmm. so much anger and, as well it's like little simple things even like i mean i don't know if i really got angry at having to feed the dogs but like things that i did not do before there there would be triggers of like i'm so, mm-hmm. like it would just be a reminder of like i'm so angry that all of this is now on me and because of what i do and i practice what i preach i would just allow myself to feel it and i'm sure it did mm-hmm. look bad shit crazy because i i knew it was the only way through like i knew and and that's not to say, fingers crossed, it, that anger didn't come out at the children constantly. Of course, I'm not perfect, but there was a lot of emotions inside of me that I had to mm-hmm. dump and get out. And And I think it looked probably like a lot of self-care and a lot of needing to go do things for myself to take care of myself to get through the anger. And, I mean, I thought you were going to say... Our, our oh IV gosh, yeah, that was, together. well that
1: was like at the, that was around that time where it just totally like, because it wasn't just your emotional health, it was affecting your physical health, like it was physically, physical it, it was disastrous for you, and that was around the mm-hmm. time, I think, where the anger really set in, like you were very oh, yeah. angry, Oh yeah. Um, and I think, too, yeah. you were, like, trying to expel that anger. And so you were physically yep. doing a lot. Um, you were angry, like you said, at the simple things, like just doing the basic things. Yep. Um, but neglecting yourself physically. And yep. that really... Yep. I'm, In a way, I'm glad it happened because you needed that mm-hmm. wake-up call. It was uh-huh. a big you turning needed, point for me. You needed that. And... Um, I think you yep. needed that scare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. It's interesting that you say, I th- I for sure think you saw and, and probably felt that immense amount of anger at that time. I would almost say that that was at the tail end of it for me. And it was,
1: mm-hmm. I mean,
0: my mom was in town that weekend, so it was kind of coming out and I was expressing that anger that I felt for my family, not, you know, showing up and you for sure saw it. And it ended with with Lolo <laughs> and I. I had to get an IV to give myself some surplus of all the different vitamins. And I did it an in-home IV. And what Charlie did know before this past summer was that he asked questions and, you know, did daddy go to the hospital? And so I think he had some health anxiety and I didn't want him to think there was anything wrong, wrong, wrong with me. And he saw a really awesome ma- woman who came to the house and poked me with an IV and there was an IV bag. And I said, like, look, Lolo's going to get one too. Just so that Charlie could see mm-hmm. could see that it, like I wasn't, I, and it, all that started with, with the stomach yeah. bug with me getting it and Eli getting mm-hmm. it. And that's really what depleted me the most. But that was the catalyst of like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I was taking care of my physical health in terms of moving my body yeah. and, and getting the, the physical like mm-hmm. that's because I'm a seeker. So like, I just craved lots and lots and lots and lots of movement. And it's probably why I like soaked so much into work. Cause it was like a beautiful escape. And I got mm-hmm. to use my brain in that, that gas pedal state, but we had to call AAA like we did. It was, it was, it was interesting.
1: You were, you were like doing so much physically, right? Do you remember like Chris had to come to the house for something? I don't remember. And he was like, he's like, I got there and I saw, you were out on a walk. He's like, I saw this woman just. (laughs) And he was like, and he was like. I did a lot of walking. She was going so fast and so like vigorous. And then he's like, and then I turned my head and it was Brooke. And I was like, yeah, she's, you know,
0: but year one was a lot of Uh speed year two. If I could wrap it up in a ball, it was immense amount of slowing down for me to the point where it was like, I chronically felt exhausted. And like, I was feeling the Mm. effects of finally coming down off of that survival state. And I can totally feel fingers crossed that I'm beginning to level out, but I always knew, and which is why I kind of like accepted exactly where I was at of like, this is going to be, fight or flight first year survival mode this is going to be like heavy heavy the second year and mama's going to get her groove back year three and i'm like i'm if it isn't if that isn't what this year brings (laughs) i'm not going to be happy because that's what i have always told myself of like come on year three here we go year three and every time i was struggling through year one and two i was like this is exactly where you're meant to be this is exactly what's supposed to happen it's okay to be here it's but it probably wasn't very pretty. to no, it, it was interesting,
1: but in it's also been a learning experience because mm. I, I, we've talked about it before with my, one of my own children. I always knew that there was a connection somewhere. I was missing something. Um, and I really, mm-hmm. really feel now that's that sensory dysregulation component and how to learn mm-hmm. to emotionally regulate yourself. And I, so for me, it's mm-hmm. been, Fascinating to watch where it was a downward spiral of just chaos, and from getting to know you more, mm-hmm. I wonder if some of that was just also from your past, from your all the way from your childhood up, where you we're just like starting to mm-hmm. really awaken and explore how do you, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was still fine tuning, yeah,
0: and- because I've been doing this on my own like nervous regulation for probably. 6 years at this point but it was and I think that's why I knew that these few years would be what they were because I knew so much about the brain and I was like here we go like it's yeah. it, this is going to be a roller coaster ride but like you know what to expect and I, I just like I showed yeah. up like I was like okay I'm here for all of it like this is what it's supposed uh-huh. to be then that's what it's going to be right now and I hope that it you know I've worked with other widows who Are farther along in their journey and they haven't, they've yet to explore some of the things that I've already moved through simply Mm -hmm. because they pushed it down. And a lot of times I hear from widows, you know, people forget that like after year one or after even a few months, it's like, Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Well, they're not really fine, but like you can only, how many times can you keep saying, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. And fingers crossed. I've, I've done it. Like I've, I dove in the water. I, I was in the deep end. Like I did it all to where, <laughs> hopefully it's only, you know, upper. Oh, it there. has
1: to be. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. Definitely. <laughs> but I, I mean, it has been really, really interesting to have that firsthand look at how that looks like, what that process is and being strong enough to let yourself have all that feeling and to let it out. Um, Mm. You know, I would say I'm an avoider. And so that's not always Mm -hmm. comfortable, like for me, but it's been really interesting to watch, to see the transition where you were and how the process has really come. And like where it was chaotic and crazy and just, ah, Mm -hmm. to, Where Mm -hmm. it's calm and regulated or um peaceful, you know, and it's not Mm -hmm. I you're like you said, like feeding the dog. Like I was so happy like when you started, like Yeah the dogs have been fed. And it's such a simple thing. Yeah. I mean we still
0: text text just just recently. I'm like, aren't you proud? (laughs) I'm so proud. I'm like, look, look, I paid the bill. You're aren't you proud? I mean, I still forget like everything, like the, one of the worst is the kids will ride their bikes to school Uh literally every time, every time I'm like, you're like, Charlie told me that they're both on their bikes today. I'm like, (laughs) Oh, damn it. (laughs) Like, how can I forget to not call the school? Like, there are just certain things that like, aren't yet on my radar in terms of, you know, doing the financial providing and the emotional caretaking at like, and I mean, you have cooked for us for the past two years. Like I have taken as much as I humanly possibly could off my plate. And you have shown up for us in any way and every way that to help like lean in to, to fill the holes, honestly, to
1: fill a lot of holes. I have. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I think maybe I'm proud of myself for like stepping up and saying, okay, because you're right. I have had people say, "Uh "Huh, I would have hit the road or, you know, that's too hard. Like, you know, (laughs) um, But maybe it's just my nature. I saw the need where they needed nurturing. And that's the kind of thing that you show up and do, right? Like, you got to be present to be able to give them the hug or cook the meal, get the mail. Like, (laughs) those are all things Mm -hmm. that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean,
0: from the beginning, like I even though Jonathan was still alive, I just knew the children were going to need. A certain level of love and attention. They just were. And I knew, I knew, I mean, my sister, her name is Lauren. Lauren's (laughs) like, how do I get a low, low? Like she all, she's like, how do I get, how do I get one of those? How do I get, I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Okay. What do you, can you, hopefully there's, you said there's a lot of lows or there's a few moments of lows, but like, could you pinpoint any highs of like, things that either a felt good or you were like, Oh, like this is all right. Even for yourself moments that you're proud of for yourself of of how you showed up or like, um, moments where you saw the boys and I kind of coming around anything for you that's been the highs through this, the last three years of our Uh, journey. Let's see.
1: I would say probably it's going to be a lot of little things for me, like, um, Mm -hmm. seeing to where you were able to, slow down enough to come sit with them on the couch and, uh, you know, they just mm-hmm. could crawl into your arms or um, mm-hmm. things, a lot of things like that and recognizing like when I think maybe it was mostly like you've been able to slow down and that's probably the biggest thing. You've been able to, mm-hmm. especially over the last six months or so, I would say you've been able to really just, mm-hmm slow enough to be in the moment and not being on the go all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And on the go. Busy, like being busy. Um, that's been a big one. I think when we did a spring break trip last year and it was just kind of mm. fun for them. Yeah. To be it was like, magical. Uh, you know, dancing in the we halls had a great time playing games or totally. whatever, you know, and just, um,
0: I mean, we just peed on ourselves laughing in moments, like, like that night (laughs) in the ballroom when the kids were waiting for their faces. I don't even remember what the hell we were laughing at, but we were literally like dying laughing. That was, yeah, it was. It was. We were a team, and we finally got to like put work away, or me put work away for a second, and just like we were a good team together, and we did have we had a lot of fun laughing at the food. (laughs) <laughs> a lot of, Lolo does not do buffets. Who
1: does buffets? Lolo
0: does <laughs> buffets. Oh my God. And you were like, if Chris knew that, and like the kids would be like, oh, this is great. And then Lolo, you come back with like, like, like lots of white, like uh-huh. you could see lots of the plates and then just like a few dabs of things the back, like around the back. plate. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You were a good sport. You were such a good sport. But overall, I would say the place we went, the food was not great experience. Great. And we kept asking each other like, oh, my God, there's so many parents here. Like everyone said it's so fantastic. And it is so fantastic. But like, why is like adults are here? Like you Uh should have like food that we want to come back to to bring our kids back here. Like it just wasn't it just left a lot to be desired. But I would agree that trip was. That trip was a highlight for sure. Yes, we made so mem- many memories. And there was a lot of laughter after a time. Had, a, where lot there had been a lot of fun,
1: sorrow, and so that was, you know, yes. a good experience.
0: Yes, and I really, like, I utilized the time when you were here because I knew that mm-hmm. I was on when you left. Like, it was time for me to tag in and then be present, and so I can only imagine from your lens, it did seem like when you did see me finally be able to like slow down, even when you were there and sit on the couch. And I also had it in my mind of like, I had to utilize the time that you were there because I I wouldn't even for work or this or that, like I had to make the most and capitalize on those moments because it was completely different when you weren't there. And, you know, to be able to kind of slow down, have that trip. And then all of us just get to be together and, and, and spend time together. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was awesome. Oh and yeah. Maria was there, That's right. uh-huh. which was so fun too. It was so fun. Okay. So last question is if there are widows listening to this or any caregivers or even teachers or any, any individuals who are even friends of any widows or anyone who's gone through tragedy or trauma or things like that. Um, I know this is a very loaded question, but what's, what's some advice you would give to them from your lens of like what, what you feel would have been the, or was the most helpful and, um, what you would say to them from
1: like, yeah, caretaker outside person perspective. Sure. Um, Don't be afraid to show up. It's, a lot of times it's uncomfortable because you don't want to infringe on someone else's grief or to be um, intrusive. People who are going through that type of and that level of grief are not going to remember the time that you showed up and they didn't want you there. or They say go away or whatever. They're going to remember the time that you came back. And th- <laughs> they're going to remember that you showed up and that someone cared. Pay attention especially, you know, my heart is always going to be towards the children. Pay attention to the small Mm -hmm. things because they are desperately hurting and Mm -hmm. they just need someone to validate how they feel. They need to know it's okay that they feel how they feel. They need to feel seen and heard. A lot of children, I think, are afraid to say how they feel sometimes because they don't want to hurt their grown-up. They don't want to hurt the, the yep. parents or whoever they care about the most. And so they're afraid to, to say that. But So I would just say, be present and be aware. Don't be afraid to show up. I think that's really hard mm-hmm. for people to do. It's hard um, for some people to show up. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of that level mm-hmm. of grief and that level of pain
0: Mm-hmm. They don't want to
1: deal with it themselves or they can't, mm-hmm. they don't have the ability to. And so they shy away, but it's yeah. so important to just show up.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I think you have an incredible ability, which you've done with both of your children and so many of mm-hmm. your children's friends. Like I know that you have shown up for so many of their friends and, just the ability to kind of see what's going on, observe the room, if you will, and then step in and and lead with a lot of love and care and support. And I don't know if the children's grief looked like anything you or I expected. Like I don't, I don't really know because we don't have anything Mm -hmm. to compare it to, but I mean, you stepped in in a really hard time because it was grief from losing our, our world as we knew it and how we functioned in our community and all the different things. And daddy moved out and we didn't see daddy a lot. And like, it just, like, it was like, it just almost kept snowballing until it was like the grand finale. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it was, it was a doozy of a few, few years and I don't, I don't want to say everything's behind us. It's like, we're we're all hunky dory and it's over, but I, I do believe that we've made it through the worst of, I, I've always said year two was like the dust is settling, which kind of I equated to like, you were saying like the slowing down, like the dust is settling, but in a really hard way, like a really hard way. Chris won't find me walking you know, a million miles a minute anymore. <laughs> like, if yeah. I have extra time, I'm sitting my ass down. Like, like I'm I'm going to relax my body and 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 yeah, it just looks completely different. But I also knew that was exactly where I was at, and that's exactly what I needed at the time. And I mean, thank you for I like those words are are trivial because they're used so much and it, like. There, there needs to be more than words of just thank you because you stepped in. I a thousand percent know, like many wouldn't have, and you have done many things that uh, many would not have done, and y- you have absolutely treated them like your own. And you know, I, I did have time, and I do believe I was getting there, like you said, right before Jonathan passed, and it was because I think. I was having time to regroup because the boys were just starting to go to Jonathan's and I was able to kind of get that respite care that I needed. And you and Chris stepped in. And for the last two years, the boys have stayed at your house once a month so that I could like, literally there's no hurrah there. There is no <laughs> going out on those. weekends. <laughs> like, well, what'd you do? Well, I slept and I stared at the wall. I, I may have walked or gone to yoga, but mostly I slept. And just was lazy to like regroup and reboot. And I also know not many people get that. And you have been and Chris have been invaluable to me and the children and we love you very, very much. And we're so grateful for you and you're never, (laughs) ever, ever getting rid of us. (laughs) Watch from this podcast. Everyone will reach out and be like, "Would you like to like?" We would like. We are looking for a new nap Mm -mm. Like, mm -mm. (laughs) thank you, Lolo, for your time and energy and willingness to do this. I know Chris and I had to. I knew you would do it, but Chris came up with the idea. He was like, he was like, I was just listening to a podcast in the car, and I think Lolo should be on it. And I was like, Whoa, Lolo's coming. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think this is a great perspective of just, you very much probably helped explain a little bit more that I have not probably shared as much of like what, like I said, this is looked like from the outside perspective of look at you crazy at times. And, you know, that's what grief is. And the craziest part is that that's totally normal. Like, I would go to my therapist Mm -hmm. and she'd be like, you're doing really well. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, I'm telling you you're doing really well. And I was like, okay, let's keep going. But thank you, Lolo, for doing this and for loving the boys and for loving me and for never giving up on us. And we love you very much. And thank you for sharing your story and your perspective with all of everyone who gets to listen to this. So
1: Thank you very, very much. And I just will say I love you guys. And I am especially proud of you and how far you've come. It's really, truly been an honor to live this life with you for the past three years. Mm
0: -hmm. Legit living life. Like I told Lola, like when I call her (laughs) life, I'm like, Lola, I'll go buy you a ring. Like I'm I'm (laughs) like, I'll go get you the ring if you need it. Like, like we're in like the, you know, like, yeah. I'll totally. Yeah, I mean, diamonds are our girl's best
1: friends. Why not? (laughs) I mean,
0: (sighs) thank you again, and until next time, XOXO, Doctor B.